Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards, and you are with Impact Cyber Church today. I'm going to be continuing in this series about how to stop the pain. We are teaching you how to deal with the pain of offenses. In other words, the pain where you have been hurt. Now, listen, this is one where you're going to want to take a bunch of notes, and then when this is over, you may want to go back and listen to it again, because I am going to get down to the nitty-gritty. You know, last week we talked to you about prevention, and in the past, I've talked to you about sending offenses away, but I'm telling you, I'm getting, I'm going to break down the cure once you have an offense. And what is an offense? It is that pain. It is that emotional struggle. It is that distress, sometimes even that anger that you feel inside because of what someone has done to you, of whether they intended it or whether they didn't intend it. It doesn't even really matter. What matters is how it is affecting you right now. And I'm telling you, if you're ready for the cure, today we're talking about the cure from the pain of the past. In other words, those things that have already affected you. Now, uh, if you judge, like we, we've already talked about this thing, that when, once you get a judgment, you experience a pain based on your judgment. And so the Bible tells us that what we have to do when somebody sins against us, when somebody trespasses against us, when somebody uh, offends us or brings an offense our way, it doesn't matter if it's that person's fault or if it's your fault. You are the only one who can do anything about the pain that you're feeling. You know, it always amazes me when someone has a tragedy in their life. You see this a lot in, in a, a situation where a family member was, was murdered or, wrong, you know, or hurt or something by some criminal. And people have this, this ridiculous notion that they're going to get closure when that person goes to trial and when that person is convicted. Well, I got news for you. Uh, somebody going to trial, and even if, even if they're put to death, it is not going to end the pain that you have. It is not going to end your, your suffering. This is something that you have to do using God's tools that He has given you. And, and only by you dealing with this is that pain, that stumbling, that suffering, that, that misery going to come to an end. Or maybe even, you might even say, even that anger or that frustration or that hatred. Because anger, frustration, and hatred, that's a stumbling block. That's something that makes you stumble. stumble. Now the word, there's, in the Hebrew, there's a couple of different words for forgive that are used in general. And there's one particular word for forgive that's interesting. It is only used when talking about the way that God forgives man. So by this, we understand the fact that no man can forgive people in the sense that God forgives people. You know, uh, uh, there, there's, you know there was that, there's that big debate. Can, can, you know, can a priest absolve you of your sins? No, they can't. I'm sorry. You may have grown up in that. You may have believed that all your life, but that is nowhere in the Bible. And when you look in the original language of the Bible, it's very clear. There is a type of forgiveness that only comes 
from God. And of course, it, it, in general, it means to forgive or to pardon. Uh, but the verb, along with a few others, uh, can come to, to have a sense of creating something. And like I say, it, 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 if you stop and think about that, God's forgiveness has the capacity to, to actually create something in you. Well, create what? Well, create a new beginning. Create a new sense of being. Create a new sense of reality. It's used of God's offer to pardon uh, uh, and, and forgive and provide you know, forgiveness to the sinner. And like I say, never does this word in any of its forms refer to people forgiving each other. And so then there's the word, the Hebrew word for forgive, that's about man forgiving man. Now, this word is kind of interesting because the Hebrew letters in this root word, and there's debate about what the root word is. I'm going to give you both of the root words. Uh, some people believe that the root word is spelled nun yud resh. Well, nun, as we've talked about before, is a picture of somebody who is humbling themselves. So when you are forgiving, you are humbling yourself. Now, when you humble yourself, this is not, uh, you know, our whole concept of humility is, is pretty weird if you really want to know the truth. Most of our concepts of humility is hanging your head low. It's like, oh, I'm really nothing. I'm, not, I'm you know, just a worm before God. No, humility is when a person uh, doesn't exalt themselves above God. They're able to surrender their opinion to God. They're able to surrender their choices to God. See, God never makes you obey. It's always your choice as to whether or not you will surrender to what he says is going to work best for your life. And so the noon is a picture of somebody who is ready to surrender. They are, they are humbled before God. They're not exalting themselves. And also, I always say this when I talk about the noon. The noon is a picture of, also represents a fish, which has to do with flexibility. As a person that figures out how to flow through life and not get hung up at every issue. Then the second uh, letter in this word is the yud, and the yud represents several things. Number one, the yud can, can represent a message from heaven. You know, when we forgive people, we are bringing them a message from heaven. In other words, we, we are bringing to them the, the goodness of God, the greatness of God, uh, the compassion of God. We are showing them what God is exactly about. Now, another interesting thing about the yud is the yud it's just a little thing, almost looks like a little apostrophe that kind of hangs in the air. The U also represents, it's like, it's like the beginning point of creation. And so this kind of goes back to this concept of, of we're helping them start over. And I know you may be thinking, I don't want to help them start over. Well, but besides that, you're helping yourself start over. And that's really important that you got to realize that. And then, then there's the resh, and the resh has to do with repentance, choosing something else, moving in a different direction. So when we forgive, we humble ourselves, God's message uh, uh, is breathed into our heart, God's message of grace and love and peace and all of these wonderful things, but it also ignites like a new beginning in us, a new creation. And man, I'll tell you, I've experienced that a thousand times where I would, I would have an offense, I'd be mad, we say down south, I'd be jacked up. And uh, man, I'd be offended at somebody and couldn't sleep and had a, you know, had a knot in my gut over what that person did to me. Well, the real truth is, 
it wasn't what that person did to me it, that was hurting me. It was the offense that I was holding on to. And man, I can't tell you how many times when I would just make the decision, I'm going to walk in love, no matter what the outcome of this is, no matter how this is settled, or whether it is or isn't settled, I'm just going to walk in love. I'm going to stay in peace. I'd send that thing away. And I'm telling you, instantly, I'd have a new beginning. And no new beginning would bring me to a new course of action. Now, the only difference in the people who, who uh, choose to spell the root word differently, this is noon yud resh. Some people say, well, no, the root word is really noon vav resh. Now, the vav is the, is the letter in the alphabet that represents man. And the vav uh, is used, you know, man connects heaven to earth. And so whenever we humble ourselves and we choose to forgive, I, I just combine both these words together. Then not only do I get, a, but do I get a, a new beginning, but I connect heaven and earth because of what I'm allowing to take place in my heart. So, but the word, when you put those letters together and, and spell out in the Hebrew language, the word forgive, it, it's, this is really interesting. It basically means to glisten or to be a lamp. Isn't that incredible? When I forgive someone, it's like I radiate, I glisten with the glory of God. I, I become a lamp in the darkness. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. When you are in unforgiveness to a certain degree, you are in darkness because you are allowing an offense, a pain, a struggle, a hatred or whatever to abide inside you, a hurt. And, and it, is, it is bringing darkness into your life and you can't see the path and you can't make good choices. And I'm telling you, when you let go of that the, and, and humble yourself to the wisdom and the love of God, you know, like I so say, you get that message of God in your heart. You come back to that place where you can navigate life effortlessly. You stop being resistant and rigid and all that kind of stuff. You connect heaven to earth. You literally, you, really what you do is you bring yourself back to a place where you can function in the realm of the kingdom of God. Uh, but you also become this light in the darkness. I think that is incredible. But the word, the Hebrew word also means to lift up, to bear something or to carry something or to support or to sustain something or to take something away or to carry something off. Now, the New Testament, the Greek word for forgive, simply means to send away. Now, this is a concept that I am telling you is foreign to the body of Christ and is why we have, oh, why we stumble at so many things. You know, I'm telling you, Christians by and large because of massive insecurity in their relationship with God, because they have an intellectual relationship with God, are some of the most thin-skinned, touchy, easily offended people in the whole world. Now, love is not touchy. Love is not easily offended. So if, if what you got is working so good, why do you get so angry and so offended that at everybody that disagrees with you? or everybody that does anything to you? Why do you immediately go to being a victim and think that you're being persecuted for righteousness? Most of the Christians I know that are being persecuted is not for righteousness. It is for being jerked. It's for being rude. It's for being touchy. It's for being unkind. And, and all of this has to do with the fact that we have ditched, we have thrown away God's instructions for how to get rid of the hurt that's in our life, and we're holding on to the pain. You know, I did an interesting, 
I did an interesting blog recently where I talked about the question was asked. It's like, it's like I'm praying for God to deal with my hurt. Why isn't it going away? And one of the things I talked about is like, is like, listen, God tells you to deal with this. Jesus has already taken care of this. Jesus has already purchased your peace. Jesus has already purchased the healing of your broken heart. But you are the one that has to make decisions. And I got this, uh, I got this uh, 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 comment back. It says, oh, so you're just leaving God out. So really, and just went into this thing that because you're not, you're not begging God to heal you because you're just making a decision based on the word of God that you are somehow leaving God out and you just have, you just have a God in your imagination, but really you're doing it all. It's like, are you kidding me? We beg God day after day to do things that he has already done in the Lord Jesus and that we are simply supposed to either make a choice about or we're, we are to take an action. And I'll tell you, the action that you take when you're holding on to pain or sorrow or heartbreak or loneliness or whatever, you have to send it away. Now, I'm telling you, people, you, you, again, you talked about this, and this is when people roll their eyes. It's like, yeah, you just don't know what I've been through. Well, let me tell you something. Nobody knows what anybody else has been through, but that doesn't matter. You cannot be so haughty and so filled with pride and arrogance that you say that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus does not apply to you. You say, well, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, yes, it is. When, when we try to claim that there's something unique and special about our pain that's so different that, that, that the Word of God does not apply to us or the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus doesn't apply to us, listen, uh, you are putting yourself out there where there is no solution for your problem because your problem is too unique. You know, the Bible tells us, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13 or thereabouts, where he says, look, no temptation. And now what is temptation? It's something that makes you feel tested, tried, scrutinized. It's something that makes you to strive. No temptation has taken you, but such is common to everybody. Whatever you're going through, everybody goes through it in some shape, form, or fashion. And it says, but with every temptation, God has made a way of escape and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Some people say, oh, so he's going to let me get to the point where my back is broken. It's like, and then he's going to rescue me. It's like, are you crazy? Is that what you get out of that verse? You're going through the same thing everybody's going through. You're not being tempted in a way that you can't handle it. That's, all, that's really all it's saying. You can do something about this if you are willing. Man, I think that's a tough word. I, some of you may already be mad at me and getting ready to turn this thing off. But listen, I'm telling you something you don't want to hear. Maybe because you're just afraid it won't work. But I am telling you, God himself is saying, you have to send this away. You know, before we get into the practical application of sending this away, I want to talk about, I want to talk about a scripture that I'm telling you, uh, this just messes people up. They, they, <laughs> you know, once you get a few faulty doctrinal concepts, it actually, there are, there, there are some core beliefs that you have to have. And if you don't get it right on some of these core beliefs, then the real truth is everything that you look at in the scripture is not that you're going to be in error, but you're just going to be off a little bit. You're just going to be far enough off that you can't get it to work in your life. You know, Matthew 6, 14 and 15, and this is, this is at the end of the, uh, of the model prayer where Jesus taught us to forgive others 
or uh, uh, actually he says, he, he says, and forgive us our debts, not, not our sins. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those, uh, 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 to, you know, that owe us debts. And it, but he says this in verse 14, he says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, well, what is a trespass? Trespass is really when somebody crosses the boundaries with you. He says, your heavenly Father will also for, for, forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespass. Now, what in the world is this saying? Man, I've, I've heard every kind of crazy argument about this that you can imagine. Now, first of all, Think of the word forgive. If you do not send away the offenses when people trespass against you, then your father is, it says this in the English, doesn't necessarily say this exactly like this in the Greek, but your father will not s send away your offenses. Now, <clears throat> in, in, in the Greek, it's just saying that this is a future tense. It's not... It doesn't, in my understanding, really nail down whether God is willing or not, or whether God can or not. So we have this saying, if I don't, if I don't forgive when men trespass against me, then my Father will not forgive my trespasses. We immediately apply that to God forgiving our sins uh, and, and, you know, some people go to the argument, which is a legitimate argument. Look, Jesus already died for my sins. What do you mean God won't forgive me my sins? Well, first of all, it's not using the word sins there. It's using the word offenses. But even if it was using the sin, the word sins, we still get messed up because of how we think about forgiveness. Now, with everything that we know about God teaching us to use our own authority, you know, the word pray and the Hebrew means to judge or to assess and then reconcile. And that concept goes all the way back to what Moses said back in the, in the book of Deuteronomy. He says, I set before you life and death. You got to choose what you want. If you want, if you want life, choose life and, and choose it in such a way that you have the intention of following that path. If you don't want life and you want death, choose it. Or Maybe if you just don't choose life, you're going to find out that there's only one other path. And that's the path to death. Not the, there, there's no third path. There's no let's see what happens kind of path. At every moment, you're either on the path of life or you're either on the path of death. Now, one of the things that people never get right, we are created in the likeness and the image of God Therefore, we have a free will. That's why God, God essentially had to give us dominion of planet Earth so that we would have a free will, so that everything that would happen here on planet Earth would, would be our choice. And planet Earth is becoming what man has, as a whole has chosen for it to become. But, but bigger than that is just the whole concept of free will. I, even people who say they believe in free will when, when the rubber meets the road and you start talking about things like this, then it's not like, no, God's got to do that. That's something, that's something that God has got to do. Now, <clears throat> if you were alive back there when Moses said, choose life or death, and you said, you know what? I, I, I don't know what I'm going to choose. Well, you, then you have by default chosen death. But now keep in mind, 
as much as God loves you, as much as God did everything possible for you to have life, He can't and won't make you choose life. Why? Because if He did, He'd become a liar. Because the minute He did that, He denies that you have a free will. The moment He does that, He denies that you are created in His likeness and image. He, de he actually denies one of the most very fundamental aspects of, of faith. So, if God says, if you choose, I've given you life, because He did. I've given you life, but if you choose death, I won't choose life for you because I'm not going to make myself a liar in order to, to deliver you from your choices. Your choices are yours to make. So now, when we apply that concept to trespasses, offenses, and sins, and sins being what people do that make us feel disqualified, feel inadequate, feel lack, feel not enough, feel we're not who, who God says we are. He's saying, all right, when you have these offenses inside you, uh, you have to send them away. See, this is not so much about the mercy that you show to that other person, even though you want to show mercy, but you're not going to show mercy as long as that offense is alive and kicking and tormenting you. You'll show mercy when you're able to get past this offense. So he's saying, just, just, just like the example I used of, if you choose death, God cannot and will not choose life for you because if he did, that would make him a liar. So when God says, if you don't choose to send away this offense that's destroying you, that's making you bitter. That's destroying your physical health, your emotional health, destroying your relationships, destroying your love life, destroying your job, destroying everything, everything you value is falling apart because you are so filled with anger, hate, bitterness, pain, suffering, victimhood, or whatever it makes you feel. He said, and you won't send it away. He said, I won't either. In other words, I can't deliver you if you choose to hold on to this. You say, well, I'm not choosing to hold on to it. Well, uh, yeah, you are. And other, if you say different, then you're calling Jesus a liar. Because Jesus said, you have two choices when men sin against you. You send it away, forgive. That's what the word forgive means. You send it away or you retain it. There is no third choice. God cannot send away the pain that you have chosen to hold on to. And in fact, it's not, it's not just that God can't, it's God, that God won't, because if He does, then God becomes a liar. So you say, Jim, but I just don't get this thing about sending things away. Now, let me just say this here. If you're really dealing with these kinds of pains, and, it, and it's really you know, serious, read the book. Get the series that accompanies this. And there's, there's a couple of ways that you can get the series. You can purchase it outright, or you can become a part of Impact Unlimited. If you become a part of Impact Unlimited, it's a subscription site that we created so people could afford to get all of my series as they come out and not have to spend crazy amounts of money. We have people that spend thousands of dollars a year buying everything that I come out with. Not everybody's got that. So we thought we got to make a way where everybody can have this. 
And so if you go to moveyourboundaries.com or if, if you uh, check back with our website and see, find the link to, to Impact Unlimited. Now, Impact Unlimited is the name of it because it's all about Impact Ministries. Moveyourboundaries.com is just the website name. But you can get to this from our website. Go to impactministries.com and click on the icon for, for Impact Unlimited. And really for just really a few, a, a, a few not a, about a dollar a day, you got access to thousands of dollars of resources. And New Year, I am going to have a, a month-long mentoring program where we're going to go through this and we're going to, I'm going to give you exercises to do. We're going to take steps that's going to get you where you can deal with pain and get out of pain. Now, let me just, let me just give you this real, real simple uh, because I want, you, I want you to understand this. You, you, know, you now understand forgiveness is sending it away. And you now understand that the reason you cried out to God, cried out to God for Him to do something about it is really just because you haven't done what God told you to do. You know, this, this is really pretty simple. If you've done heart physics, you know how to get in what I call your heart zone. If you, if you haven't done heart physics, then you just know how to relax and as much as you can get at the place of peace, as much as you can get in touch with God in your heart. And in this, in this relaxed, prayerful state, I want you to get in touch with that offense, that hurt, that anger, that rage, that you know, bitterness, whatever it is that makes you stumble and makes your life, makes you stumble at the quality of life that Jesus really wants you to have. And when you get in touch with it, I just want you to call it by name. I mean, you, you know, and it's not whether or not the name is right, don't worry, but you, you might call it bitterness, you might call it hatred, you might call it loneliness, you might call it pain, you might call it suffering. Doesn't matter what you call it, but I want you to identify it. Now, this is not a person. This is an entity. This is just emotional pain that's going on in your life. And when you get in touch with it, based on the fact that you are in Christ, you are delivered from all the curses of the law, and in fact, you are just delivered from the curses, I want you to speak to that and say, and call it by name, pain, sorrow, bitterness, whatever, I don't want you. I don't need you. You don't bring any benefit to my life, and you're not from God. So right now, I send you away. Leave me right now. You have no place in me anymore. And, you know, I, I like to do this person. I'd like to just take a deep breath and exhale and just kind of, as your breath is leaving, you just kinda, this has nothing to do with, with, with making it happen. But with the breath is leaving, you just have that sensation of letting go. And then I want you to put on what you want to replace it with. I choose to live in peace. I choose to feel happy. I choose to feel accepting. I choose to feel merciful, whatever it is. And because I'm in Jesus, this is mine. All the promises of God are mine. And then, anytime that feeling tries to come back on you, you just stop and say, nope, you can't come back. I sent you away. You're not from God. I still don't want you. I still choose. And whatever you, I still choose blessings and peace and joy. And here's what you'll find. You'll find there's not anything for God to send away because you used 
your faith and your authority to act on what Jesus has purchased for you at the cross. And that's the cure. And it is that simple. I'm telling you what, folks, it gets to where you can deal with things in a matter of minutes or even, even if it takes you a day or two to work something through, where instead of a year or two, that is an incredible victory. You know something? I, I won't do everything I can to enrich your life, to make your life better. Uh, so, you know, go to impactministries.com. Check out what we got. We got all kinds of resources there that will help you. And if you want to help us help other people, then I want to encourage you to consider becoming a world changer and helping us take these messages of strength and encouragement to the entire world. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.